0: Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous changemakers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose, Ian Lobos. Alright, Kent, we're gonna get rolling here and first and foremost, I've already given a, a a quick briefing on who you are. Let me just let me tell the audience why we're doing this today. It's you run a a, a business called Life Med, and it's in Timonia, Maryland, and obviously I live in Baltimore, so it's right down the street from my house. And the reason why I, I wanted Kent on today is because there has been no medical person or facility I'm trying to be, I'm being careful with these words here. I was diagnosed with Crohn's when I was 19, 20, 20 years old. And there has been nobody that has, that's taken care of me with like the hands-on approach like Kent's company. So I asked Kent to be on because I really want to let other men know how I've experienced, what I've experienced, and the, the lasting positive effects that I've had on my health especially my gut health and how much that's meant to me. And that's why Kent's really on. And then in addition to that, Kent has a really fantastic story about business and lessons and failure and success that I want him to share with everybody. So that's why Kent's here. So welcome, my friend. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, my pleasure. So let's just get right into it. The the early years, you were a bodybuilder. So I left home at 15 years
1: old, basically lived in the back of a car in a gas station for two years. I did finish high school. Of course, nobody wanted to be around me because I smelled like gasoline and oil every day. <laughs> but my commitment was to finish high school.
0: Yeah.
1: I, at that time, had old weights that I had found, and I was absorbed with fitness and I was always made fun of for the way that I ate all over the years, but um, it, was a, it was a passion for me. It still is a passion. Uh, to jump a little more forward, which I, I was trying not to do, that passion's now turned into a lifelong profession, yeah. which I love getting up every morning and
0: doing what we do here. Yeah, I love that. So I need to back up. I actually didn't know that. I thought I knew your story. Just talking to you every week when I'm in there, <laughs> why'd you right. leave home at fifteen?
1: I was a fairly unruly child. My parents had just gotten divorced. Uh, my dad was out of the picture. Um, my mom and I never really had a great relationship. And I, to be quite honest, was not a rule follower. I felt, even though I didn't have direction, I felt drawn to a direction wherever it was taking me.
0: Yeah. And so I, I was not real compliant. <laughs> I can, I can feel you on that, man. And it's interesting because the majority of the of the men that we talked to on this podcast were not rule followers. They were defiant and disorderly, I guess is the right word. And they, every one of them has success now because of not following that path. However, the path to get to success was a lot harder, a lot harder. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Yeah. Great. Point.
1: I always say with everybody was going right, I was going left.
0: Yeah. Just... My nature. I wanted to go left because I was curious. I actually didn't want to do it because everybody was going right. I was just curious about why aren't they going left? And I'd like exactly. to see. And if I see it left sucks, I'll go right with you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'd like to see what's going on over here. Well, if left,
1: left dead ends, I'm happy to turn around and go right. I'm, totally. I am. But let me find
0: out what's left first. <laughs> That's right, right. So then you finished high school, and uh, and the weights were super important to you, and then what happened? Just, just... So I'm trying, I'm trying to think
1: back, because it is a long time ago <laughs> now. Um, I worked uh, actually worked here locally for my friend's dad, uh, Tuxedo House, which was oh, yeah. a formal wear company. Worked there for a number of years. Um, went to Florida, lived there for a little while. That's a very interesting story, which we could get into at another time. I went to California to be an actor. Um, you know, try and be Arnold Jr. Yeah. Um, wasn't really, it didn't fall right for me. Nothing really felt like where I wanted to be. Yeah. So I came back here. Um, I got into the mortgage industry in 1982 before anybody was really even doing mortgage brokering or any of that stuff. Um, started working for somebody within six months. I was like, nah, I, I need to do this myself. Yeah, started my own business and started by myself in a room uh, down in Mount uh, Pikesville, I think. Um, Thirty-five years later, I got out of that business.
0: Interesting. What what was it that wasn't clicking for you? Because I know you and I have had conversations about the like being aligned on your path and, and and like owning the path. Don't don't own the power to try and change paths. Like try and just find your path and then apply the gas pedal on that versus spinning your wheels on a ton of other stuff? Just get in, get out quick, and it's not fitting with you. So I think I felt stalled all the time. Like
1: getting up was a chore instead of wanting to get up and run to something. When I hit the finance business, something clipped with me because I felt like I could help people. At the same time, I felt like I could earn a living, but I was doing something productive um it wasn't what i have now because what i had i wish but i've been able to take what i learned from there combined yeah. it with my passions and hobbies and sort of melded it all together but back then back then i was doing something again the left move yeah. right i was doing nobody had done this yet nobody was really in the mortgage business it was unheard of i had friends who were who Worked at banks, so I was able to go in there and, and, and become a broker in the beginning. I was uh, probably the first people in the country to get a warehouse line, to be able to lend my own money. It yeah. was in 1986. So I, I think it was because I was blazing a trail that hadn't been done before. Um, and now that I'm sharing, because I haven't talked about this stuff in decades. Yeah. But now that I'm talking about it with you, that's also sort of what I feel like we were doing here. Even though there's been hormone therapy and wellness facilities, you know, for decades. I mean, women have been getting hormones for 50, 60 years. Yeah. Um, I feel like the way that we do, and we'll get into that later, but I feel like, again, what we do here is so different from what everybody else does, which is why people fly in from all over the country to see us, as you know.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So there's there's a there's there's depth in the before and during the mortgage business. So the, I mean, what what prompted you to get into the mortgage business? I mean, you you only had a high school degree. You 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 know you like, were you fina- Did you like finance? Did you like numbers, money? Like well, obviously everybody like money, but what was, was it that
1: tired that of being? I was tired of being poor, and I wanted to make a lot of money. <laughs> How did you know you'd make a lot of money? I to wasn't money? gonna ever. I wasn't going to get a job anywhere without a college degree. Yeah. I knew I couldn't sit in. I could not. I committed to myself to be a millionaire by the time I was 26. I was not going to sit in college for four years. It wasn't going to happen. What yeah. I had to figure something out. Honestly, I had a mutual friend uh, that I knew from the gym and actually from high school, too. And I said, to him, look, I've got to find something to do. Uh, actually I was going to get engaged at that time and I had a girlfriend whose father was very wealthy um, he did not really like me that much and I'm like right, I got to figure out what I'm going to do here and my friend introduced me to this gentleman who he said look I got a buddy who's going in to the mortgage business you should talk to him so I went to talk to him and I met him and he, he's like look I really have never done this before do you know anything about it and I'm like Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I said, I-, I can help you. He goes, great. Come back in a week. I went home and I called my buddy up who was a big real estate attorney. I said, listen, I'm going to have you put on retainer. I need to know everything about the mortgage business in the next week or so. And so I sort of backed into
0: it um, that way. That's what I was looking for. So it was only, you faked it until you made it. What's that? You kind of faked it until you
1: made it. 100%. Yeah. But I did make sure I went after somebody who could give me the information, so even if I didn't know, I could get the information, yeah. so I wasn't
0: really sending somebody down the wrong path. So. No, it wasn't dangerous. You were smart about the, the – the. I hate the word faking it because it's not – you weren't really faking it. You were acting as if. And, and right. I mean, we, we – that's almost what you have to do in business. You can't walk in and, and say to a, a client who's maybe your first client in business, hey, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but you can probably trust me because I'm going to work my ass. Like, That's not how it
1: works. You made a great point. I had a friend say to me when I first started the business, he said, act as if exactly yeah. what you said. Yeah. Go lease a nice new car. Go get some suits, whatever yeah. it costs you. You need to be successful from the moment you start without a yeah. penny in your pocket. Yeah. And you're, to your point, that's... Unfortunately, that's what people want to see.
0: But, you know, I think people want, they, they want the confidence that it comes with experience. But when you're yes. new, you, you clearly don't have that. You cannot buy that. You have to learn it and earn it. So I remember the uh, my, my, my first week in real estate eight years ago, uh, my first client, I took him out and I was just, I was reading and studying books and I was just dropping lingo that made me seem a lot smarter, and it was getting me clients. And I and he said to me, oh, the first week, he goes, "Man, you're uh, you're pretty good. How long have you been doing this?" And I said, "You know, dude, some days it feels like forever." And that was my line for the first two years. And after the Perfect. first after the first year and a half, my my wife and I had a client appreciation party because we, we did really well. And I said, "You know, I want to celebrate this, my first 18 months in the business." And all those first clients were like, "Wait a minute." You said, and I said, no, no, no. I said, some days it feels like forever. And they're like, oh, shit, I guess that's a it's a pretty good line. I love that. But, yeah. That's great. I didn't want to be the newbie. I just come out of my dad's business as an expert, you know, and not, now I'm a freshman again. And I felt really insecure and I felt really vulnerable. And like, how am I going to make this work? And I had to make it work because I had the same goal that you did. and I And I failed once. <laughs> Yeah, people want to see somebody of confidence who's assured of themselves yeah. that they can put their trust in. Totally, totally. And then, um and then, moving forward from that, the the mortgage business became a juggernaut, for lack of a better. juggernaut. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it afforded a, an excellent lifestyle. You know, both my kids got to go to private school trips. You know, it was a very, very lucrative business for a long time and I think for me one of the mistakes again is thinking that something's going to go on forever yeah and so from in 1982 till you jump up to 2007 when the whole market oh, yeah. just literally crashed blindsided everybody yeah who would have thought after all that time a business is gone in a matter of less than a year um In retrospect, and I had people, I was employing people all over the country with offices all over the country, and you know, my feeling was, look, I have all these people; they have kids, kids are in school, they have cars, they have mortgages. You know, I dumped a lifetime of savings to try and save something that probably was unsavable, just
0: to make sure people didn't get hurt. Yeah, and I and I was sharing with you that my dad did the same thing, and. It's almost it's selfless to those people and it's almost selfish to the internal, the family. you know what I mean Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're taking on what is not necessarily your responsibility. I mean you, you obviously looking back, you agree with that now I know we've talked about it but Well, in retrospect, I would have given every I should have given everybody a lump sum
1: of money yeah and say hey, I'm sorry. You know, we got to close down. Go find something else to do because they all ultimately found something else to do anyway. Right. And I would not have exposed my family to have to have a lifestyle change because yep. I tried to save everybody.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. So, like, just go through the 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 growth and trajectory of the business, so that people listening, because there are there are a lot of people that listen to these episodes every week, every month, and obviously throughout time. So. For someone that's listening who might be in the middle of it, when you say nothing lasts forever, is it that nothing lasts forever or is it that it doesn't last that way forever? You have to constantly evolve. I think your second statement holds a lot of value.
1: Um, I think in today's day and age, we don't know what will last forever. Um, There's a book called Blindsided. It talks about all the businesses or all the careers that all are gone if you look back from the guy who used to deliver ice back in oh, yeah. the 20s, yeah. no job. Now you look at the guys who made a living and a career reading meters for BG&E. It's all done remotely, gone. So, you know, you have to, to segue to what the other part that you said, we have to constantly be looking at what's going on outside of our world and inside of our world to make adjustments
0: so you can keep going. Sure. I mean, this, is that this whole thing, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, how do you, and nobody's got a crystal ball, but is, there's gotta be a way to flow. Like obviously the meter readers, that's a, that's an end point. The ice guy, that's an right. endpoint. The milkman, that's an end point. I mean, at a certain point, like these industries will change. I mean, look at the, look at the hotel and, and, and taxi industry from Uber and Airbnb. That's yeah. only within the last like 10 years.
1: Look at restaurants just with this pandemic.
0: Right. I mean, if you don't adapt, And endure, you're out. Yeah, I mean, we know uh, there are restaurants here in our town that have that are a quarter mile from each other that have one has gone downhill, whether they're they're on their last dimes, and there's others that have that have soared, flourished, flourished. I mean, I I have a friend who owns a restaurant. I'm not going to name it. His his profits have quadrupled during this pandemic. He shifted quickly. He had to let some staff go, but he gave them some money. And the guy—I mean, the guy—you know—he's—he's he's doing really well. He's working seven days a week, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's got to fill in like three people's jobs. But right, you got to get away while it's hot.
1: Well, my uh, to to get off topic, but not my youngest daughter is a national rep for uh, Grubhub. Oh, nice. And they w- with that business, there is a business that came out of nowhere, and people are using, making—they're making a fortune, but are saving businesses that would probably be going out of business. That's true. I know funny. I use them when I get home from work. If I, you know, if I'm not making my usual salad at night and I have to pick up something, I'll use them
0: because I don't want to go out. That's yeah, true. That's yeah, totally true. I, I we use, um, Grubhub and oh my gosh, the other one is uh, DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah. DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah. It's that's a that's a really cool point. And I don't really think about those guys in terms of cutting out the the middleman even though they're a middleman the middleman is is you going to get it
1: right well now they're a facilitator i look at them as facilitators yeah and if it works for both if it works for both sides at the restaurant if it works for them financially and it works for us convenience wise it's a win for everybody
0: right they can have their money they're earning it right very true i mean yeah it's what's it It cost us, we ordered uh, Indian food from Cafe Spice the other day, and it was, I think it was like six bucks more, eight bucks more. Come on. I mean, it's only down the street, but for me to get in the car and lose that time with my my daughter sitting on the couch, that's priceless. Right, Really? Yeah. You know? It's a good plug on a great restaurant also. Oh, fantastic restaurant. I love it. Best Indian in Baltimore. Best best Indian food in Baltimore. They are Um, fantastic. They... uh, um, Oh, I wasn't going to say, oh, so where, did you get comfortable, complacent? Did you, I mean, obviously you, you had the mindset of this isn't going to, this isn't going to fail. Like This isn't going to go anywhere. This is, meal ticket take it forever. What, yeah. where, where was the, where was the shift point? Is that 07, 08, and all of a sudden? So at the end of 06, and the beginning
1: of 07, the subprime industry, which I was a, a big player in, took a dive, you know, yeah. the stock market pulled out of it, you know, everything just went to, I tried to do the conventional conforming FHA and Fannie Mae stuff. And even they, it wasn't something that I could work with. It took away all my creativity of being able to make loans for people. It yeah. just became like a stencil. You know, if your information fit the stencil and you got enough scores, you know, you could get a loan that, Doesn't work for me. There's no challenge. I was disheartened with the visit. Look, it gave me a great lifestyle. It didn't really fulfill what I thought I was wanted to give. Interesting. So I did a consulting. I did a little consulting. I shut it down. Um, I did some consulting for a couple of banks that were opening up these net branches. Yeah. Um, it actually was set up at a net with a net branch or I had my office in a net branch in Owings Mills on Red Run Boulevard. And uh, that's when I had discussed with somebody about going into this hormone thing. And I literally started it out of the back of a a mortgage net branch, literally in a warehouse office complex.
0: Crazy. What was it that you, like, so lead me up to that. You were, you were, um, obviously you've always been into bodybuilding and and fitness and health and nutrition, but what was it right. about this industry that, that made you take action? I mean, obviously you could have started a product line or a supplement. Yeah. You, you know, what was it about this? So
1: I'll give it, there's a two part to that. So back in the seventies, eighties and early nineties, when I was into all that, steroids were readily available they could, weren't really illegal you could get them um, I was on you call it now hormone therapy but I took steroids all those years you know a bunch of guys in the gym shooting each other up in the butt and so forth and so on and when you're young you're invincible and you don't have to worry um, the more that I thought about it as time went on when I knew my levels weren't really low because I always got blood worked on even as in my 20s and 30s. I don't know what provoked me to do that, but I was always getting blood worked on and monitoring myself. Um, I was approached by a friend of mine, he says, look, I, I have this doctor who says that he has a procedure where they put these pellets, they make a little incision in your butt and they put these pellets in and it'll raise your testosterone level and you only have to do it once every three months instead mm-hmm. of taking an injection every week. I'm like, hmm, all right, sounds interesting. He said, would you mind talking to him? I'm like, nah, not at all. So we all met up, and I was fairly impressed with him. I said, well, you know what? Here's one way to find out. Put him in my butt. Let's see what happens. And my levels got up to where they were when I was on injectables. And I said to him, I think you've got something here. He goes, well, why don't you do this with me? Because I need somebody business-wise. I don't really I don't know how to do all this. So. I'm like, okay, well, I had some space in the back of this facility that we were in. And it is kind of funny because when I say the back, next to us is a tile company, yeah, right? Where the trucks would come up and drop off, you know, all the tile and people would come and get their cars loaded up. And I have a back door that I have people coming in to get the bad hormone therapy. And they'd always come in and they'd go, well, why are you located here? I said, well, you have to be honest, we have a lot of high celebrity and high profile people that really don't want to be seen. I can't have them parking up front. That's why we did it this way. And they're like, oh, really? That's really neat. I said, yeah, sometimes I meet them on Sundays, you know, so nobody's around. So nobody really questioned
0: why I was in the back. But I was. to Wait, was that real? Was that real? No, no, that was real. Okay. Well, then you got to go back, go back. So that's, that's, how did this, so it started with just the doctor and, kind of testing this thing out but then right you know weren't you did you have trepidation did you have fear like I want to talk to you about fear like did you have fear about going into another business and you know piling money into it and taking those big risks and knowing what it did to you before like did you have a fear there I think I have fear every day sure every day I wake up I
1: have fear but Put my once I put my feet down on the ground, I'm going to push and grind forward, and I'm not going to fail. I I will not fail. So putting that aside, I was excited because here was something I felt like I could take my passion or hobby or whatever you want to call it, and maybe build something and earn some money from it. So here's a reinvention. You know, here I'm at. Back then I was what's almost ten years ago, fifty one or whatever it was. I'm gonna. I got a chance to rebuild myself. Who gets that chance? Not many people get that many chances to really rebuild. Yeah,
0: 51. Yeah. Yeah. So So, it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting that concept because I want to talk to you about pushing through that fear because a lot of the the people that listen to this podcast are looking for those that gold in the experiences that you've had so that. And our goal is to, is to educate, empower, enrich, evolve, and elevate them through this information so that they right. might not have to go through all the, just the shit that you and I went through. You know what I mean? You a little right. bit more than me, but like, you know, I've, I've been through the failure. I've been through the people banging on my door at 4 a.m., foreclosing on my house, repossessing my cars. I've been through that. And it's not a, it makes you feel very alone in the world and thinking that you did something really wrong. To deserve that. Meanwhile, you were just you were you were doing what you thought you were you should be doing, grinding it, crushing it, you know. But that's where I was talking about earlier. There's there was a misalignment. Like when I was in my dad's business, there was a misalignment. I was there. Now I know this, but I was there to support my dad, and I also didn't feel like I could ever replicate the lifestyle that my dad and parents provided for me. I just I thought I could never equal what my dad had done. And that was my own insecurity. He never, he always pushed me to do my best and and taught me so much. But in my mind, I was like, I don't know how I could ever replicate this. So let me go work for him and help him build his dream. But there was a, just a tad bit of misalignment there. And that's why it didn't work. But now like even in real estate, it was more aligned, but real estate was the means to an end the means to the business I'm in now, which is, you know, high level lifestyle coaching, Business coaching, helping people build businesses, holding our events, our front-runner events, and helping people transform their lives to get what they really want. And and that is, and obviously hosting a podcast, that is dead-on alignment. And now I can push as hard as I want, and just the universe has got my back, you know? It flows. It flows. That's that's what happened with you for this. Well, to, to your point,
1: um, when I first started this, people were like, you're crazy. This is never going to work. You know, I will tell you, you you met uh, Jen, our nurse, my fiance. You know, we spent weeks sleeping on the floor with no B, G, and E because we hadn't produced enough money. And she was like, look, can I go get a job in a hospital? I'm like, nope, this is going to work. We cannot, there's no failure here. I don't have a plan B, and I'm not giving up so that I can sit
0: home and you support me. Not happening. Was that Was that? pride or was that just per- perseverance and dedication to I know this is going to work I just feel it in my gut I, I'm going to
1: say both Yeah. so I don't ever like to fail and I knew it would work and I just knew given enough time and talking to enough people right it, it was a lack it still is lack of education about hormone treatment especially sure. for men Look, we treat women too you know, actually our, our, our female population's much higher because women advocate for themselves, yeah. right? If a, a woman is, doesn't feel well, she's on the internet typing her symptoms up and figuring out what's wrong, and then she's calling anybody she can to try and get healthy. Guys don't. Yeah, not traditional. G- guys don't want to do anything. This is going to sound a little crass, but guys don't want to do anything until their little guy isn't working. And then they'll go see a voodoo doctor if they want. You know, they're <laughs> desperate at that point. Right. But other things have been going on a long time before that happens. Sure. And learning about how to keep the body from aging and managing the aging process. Men should be getting the same benefits as women. They just haven't and felt that they couldn't. I'll tell you, um, the commercial with Frank Thomas about the testosterone booster was probably the greatest thing to ever happen. Yeah. Because. You What's that? It was for GNC. Yeah. Yeah. But what it did was it made it okay for guys to ask a question. The Mm -hmm. guy would get guys all the time. Hey, what do you think about that testosterone booster? Hey, let's have a conversation. So then there's education. And with education, then you have a decision that you can make based on knowledge. And you Mm -hmm. can make your own decision. And I watched our business start growing from there. So I thank them for that.
0: I love that. Like with education, you can make a decision. That's a that's a that's a note-taking moment for for those of you that like everybody on that's listening to this is growing in some capacity, whether it's from one to two or or ten to fifty. They're growing, and that's why they're listening to what men's transformation and personal development podcasts. I don't think they want to just hear my voice. <laughs> just they're they're listening to grow, and so that is dead on. Um, and I have something like that written at my desk, which is. There's no emotion, no feeling. Don't make your decisions based on that. You get the education that you need so you can make an informed decision knowing that if you fail or if you make a, let's say a non-serving decision, not a, not a wrong decision, but one that doesn't serve you as much as you thought the goal would, then you go back and tweak instead of it being based off of feelings, which is like, it's infinite variables. You can't track that. You gotta be based off of, of knowledge, information, education, and then you make your decision. Whether, whatever you're doing, starting a business, dating someone, picking a car, inform yourself from the right sources. That's key, right? Inform yourself to the right sources. Make sure they don't have agenda. Make sure... Let me Actually, let me share with the audience. The reason why I started frequenting Kent's Ken's business is because a lot of my buddies throughout the country were, were experiencing the same thing I was, which was... I just my my energy levels were super low, and I could not sustain muscle growth, or mass. I would work, I could work out as much as possible, but I just could not build. And so, I was talking to my buddies about it. I was one of the guys that started like asking my friends, like, "Hey, you you ever experience just like I'm only 37, but you ever experience like, you know, go to the gym and you're sore for a week?" And a lot of my buddies, I, I think it's kind of sad or depressing a little bit, but a lot of my buddies in their mid thirties were like, yeah, man, and this is what I'm doing. And the challenge with that was I was very intrigued and very interested. However, um, having the GI issues that I've been diagnosed with and I've been self medicating, so to speak with food and and, and exercise for almost 20 years. I, I didn't want to just be a number at some place in Tennessee or Chicago or 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 LA. I didn't want to just be a number on the roster. I wanted a place that actually went in. I went into and they knew Ian, not a thirty-seven-year-old, five-eleven male, you know, you know, athletic build, skinnier athletic build, whatever. I wanted Ian's chart to be there and for the people in there to treat Ian, not that guy. And when I came in, and I actually, I had a phone call with somebody. And I just started calling different places around the country. And then I, and then I Googled it and I found your place. And then I forget who I, I think I talked to, um, Alicia and she was like, look, this is fine. Come on in. We'll walk you through the process. And I, I felt like a person there and all the other people I talked to, they're like, dude, it's an easy process. It's a couple hundred bucks a month. We'll mail you the stuff. It's that simple. You'll talk to a doctor every couple months. It, to don't, don't worry about anything else. But I was like, well, what about my health? What, like, I have kids. I don't want to do something that's detrimental. And you guys walk me through. And Dan is so patient. <laughs> Dan is so patient. I had 50 million questions about heart health and, and blood pressure. And, and it was so comforting to know that, like, this was something safe that I could do, that I wasn't putting myself or my family in jeopardy, and that I could actually – Feel something again, and I have a really good diet, and I work out. I was just lacking, and you guys filled that gap. I mean, like more than filled that. It's 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 pretty interesting how well that Thank stuff you. works. That, I, I'll tell you,
1: funny you you brought it up that way, and I was at a loss of words for saying because it took me years to get comfortable with people coming in and going, can I talk to you for a minute? Because being in the finance business, normally when they're saying that, they're <laughs> pissed about something, right? right? right. Some I was a wounded puppy. Yeah. But ever, to a T, every one of them, to a point, would come in and go, you changed my life. Yeah. I feel, uh, thank you. Or I've had couples, you saved our marriage. And it took a long time to get comfortable knowing that that was gonna happen, because you're waiting for the the other statement. right? Um. I start the reason I wanted to do this. A couple, couple other thoughts. Anytime somebody's going to the doctor, it they are not happy. It's a stressful situation. I feel like it's very impersonal. Um, it's also rushed. You know, you feel like to you to you a, num, a, a number fifty, you know, thirty-seven year old male, white, whatever, whatever. You come in, you're separated by glass it's just very sterile and then it's not really to me a friendly environment i wanted something that was almost communal mm-hmm. that people could share if they wanted to and talk about And you, you know when you come here there's no partitions the waiting room is technically behind the reception area right, right? and people do see other people and i was told even by my coo it's never going to work like this I said well then you're probably, this is probably not the place for you. And three or four months later, that person came back and said, I don't know how it would work anywhere else, but you guys do it exactly right. And to your point, and you know, you'll spend an hour to an hour and a half with our physician. This yep. is not like a herd of cattle coming in and out. We take a long time to sit and go over your health, to answer all your questions, right? Peel back the, onion, the layers of the onion, so to speak to break you down to the cellular level and find out what's going on. How can we make Ian better? What are the things that we can do to enhance? Not, not fix symptoms. Let's right. get to the cause. Let's treat the cause. Because with the cause, if the cause is done right, sometimes all the medications you're taking for symptoms can be
0: eliminated too. Yeah, and what I'm talking about is not, you know, for the audience, I'm not talking about just going to a place and getting jacked up with testosterone and, and, and hormones. I'm talking about a much deeper panel. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean I gotta I, I wanted to understand so just, just FYI. This isn't a plug for Kent's business, by the way. I asked him to be on because I love this business and what he's built and what he's doing. It's not this isn't like all hormone replacement therapy or, or men's health and vitality or whatever whatever sl- slogans they have. This isn't this isn't that. I I wanted a place where I could be and I even said this to you. I want to stay here. So you got to take care of everything that i need i don't want to have to go to this doctor for this and that doctor for that and over here for this and i literally like what you feel is i can stay there for everything i can stay there for for wellness health nutrition testosterone workouts you name it if i want botox i'll get that there too right i don't i don't but you get also have your, you, you, can. you also have one of the con- yes you
1: also have one of the country's top cardiologists as a medical director Right. So we do a lot of cardiac care. And, you know, that's been a real big deal for a lot of people. Heart health is extremely important. We do a lot of work on the gut. Gut's very important. So we're heart health, gut health, brain health. You know, these are all major things that we want to work on to make you uh, operate
0: efficiently. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is it's it's not about... We all know that shortcuts are short lived. They just are. It's not sustainable to just shortcut things and to and to just, you know, uh, supplement your body. It's it's not that's not it. So, you know, I was getting dialed in and I realized that I want to make sure, you know, being diagnosed with Crohn's when I was twenty one years old, I I wanted to make sure that my, my gut health was in check and I was afraid that I had to leave Life Med for that and then I was talking to Jen, and she's like, "No, man, if you if you don't have an issue pooping in a box, (laughs) we can help you with that." And I said, "No problem. (laughs) I've shit in a box before." So I I got a full gut panel done, which honestly made me feel so. It just made me feel so much more at peace because now I don't have to go back to a GI schedule all these different things. I still get colonoscopies, just because it's that's you see inside. But like the gut panel test was quite extensive and told me a lot of stuff that I actually already knew. And what was interesting was when I came in and talked to when I talked to Jen about it, she pulled me off to the side. She said, "Hey, uh, I took a look at your uh, took a look at your test. And by the way, these are these are medical professionals. These aren't just people paid to look at things. These are. I mean, I was shocked at the level at which Jen and Dan." know about every single line item because I quizzed Dan <laughs> He probably hates me for that. I quiz Dan on every single line item on my blood panel, which is like six pages. And I and I I love that I got answers to all that which made me more informed. And so it's just it's interesting that everything can be taken care of and and like that was your vision and it's come it's come to light. And it's really it's really interesting. Now you're on your path. You're in alignment with your
1: purpose, your mission. Well, here's another another thing that I think I, I want to share, and that is I'm not the expert, right? right. I had a vision. I know what I want to do. I went and found the best people right. to be the experts. So it makes me look really, really good, right? <laughs> yeah. Jen makes me look good. Dan yep. makes me look good. Dr. Whips makes me look good. So, you know, one of the things that I think in building, if somebody's building a business, it, it is to get better at what you're good at and find good people to help assist you in what you're not good at, instead of trying to learn to get better at what you're
0: not good at. Yeah, that's a great point. What about when people say, well, if I don't, if I don't know how to do it, people could take advantage of me. And I'm telling you that because whether my dad likes it or not, but that's what my dad used to say, is you've got to know every single aspect of your business because if somebody wants to push you around and take advantage of you, you can fire them and you can take their job on it until you find someone else. And I think that was non serving. So for me, luckily, because Jen's my
1: fiance and we started it together, you know, basically through years of osmosis, I've learned a lot 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I do know a lot. Um, But I'm not a medical professional. But I do know people. I know if somebody's going to give me great advice. you, You met Dan. Yep. you've met doctor with you the people that are here are extremely extremely brilliant and want yep. uh, on top of that they want to help people and they really care about what they're doing you're not again what to you we're not you're not a number you can call you know you can come in here you can call anytime with a question about anything medically not yep. even related to hormone therapy yep. and somebody's going to get on the phone with you that's what i want i want people to be able to just feel comfortable enough that there's a place they can go to ask a question. Yeah. Because we're all afraid to, I feel like everybody's been afraid to ask questions or you call your doctor. When are they getting back to you? Like, and is the doctor getting back to you or somebody calling you back to say, this is what the doctor said. Yeah. You know, I I want people preventative maintenance. So if my goal is to get on my soapbox, how do we hold back the hands of time? Right. So I turned 63 on Wednesday, but my blood panels say I am a—I have the insides of a 30-year-old. That's what I'm looking for, right? That's what I want to try and get everybody to live at their highest possible lifestyle in a healthy fashion and have a, look, kids, raising kids takes a lot out of, you know, you want to be there for your children, for your wife, you want to be healthy. And that's what I think is important about what we do here. Yeah, it's true,
0: and it's almost like, uh, like I, I, you, you, de- it definitely connects the fact that I like coming to LifeMed every week, and you know, through the beginning, I, I literally started the week before COVID stuff really turned uh, the world around, right? And so it was interesting because I knew that I, it felt like the weeks were going by very slow until every Tuesday I was back in LifeMed. And, um, and, and I would walk in and Jim's like, here we go again. You know, another week. And I'm like, God, man, it's another week. it doesn't even, like, it just doesn't feel like that way. And look, here's one thing that I want to tell the audience. And I was sharing this with Nick. You met my friend, Nick, who came in RV fit guy. Sure. Um, and, you know, I was, Nick said to me, you know, how do you have so much freaking energy, man? How much coffee do you drink? And I said, I don't drink any caffeine. And he said, well, what do you, what do you do? And I said, well, I mean, I eat real clean. And I and I go to this place called Life Med. And uh, and we started talking about it. And you know, Nick signed up, and you know, five of my other buddies signed up because they trust me. And and I I like coming in there because I feel like a part of the family. I like I just I mean, I like hanging out there. But something I want to tell the audience, and I was, and again, I was sharing this with Nick, was when you when you go somewhere, if you have a genuine curiosity about people, and that's why I have a podcast. When you have a genuine curiosity about people, you can get a lot of what you want by aligning with what they want. And I always go and I I'm fascinated and I want to meet the owners of businesses that I admire. And that's why I always just hover around your office <laughs> and bug you and talk to you. It's not bugging you, but you know what I mean? And it's, and it's become really cool. And that's how we did this. And then, uh, you guys next week, diamond Dallas page will be on and I and, and Kent hooked me up with him, the wrestler. And, I'm sure you have plenty of other famous friends that will, that will get on the podcast to share their story and influence. But it's just, it's really nice to, to, to know somebody in the why behind their business, not just the stuff you see on the marketing, but their why. And it's, it's just, it's cool to just know that I'm the, you know, there's a church up the street called Nativity that calls it the Timonium Tim, like syndrome or, or, uh, right. I don't know what word, but that's like, it was built for guys like me and it freaking works and it's seamless and it's really cool. It's really freaking cool. You go home at well, night and to go, get o- go ahead. To get off
1: subject, you're going to really enjoy talking to Diamond Dallas Page.
0: I know, I'm
1: looking forward to it. You'll just say hello and you can sit back. <laughs> but I will, yeah. I will tell you to, uh, to, to touch on him, that man's changing lives too. Yeah. um and i have watched the evolution of his ddp yoga go from being called yoga for regular guys it's not your mom's yoga trying to get guys to do yoga to developing it into what has become an international you know a app and, yeah. and a sensation um uh we are aligned with the nfl alumni as you know we do a lot of uh, we treat a lot of the nfl alumni um, as a service to give back. Um, I put Dallas in touch with the NFL alumni. He's offered, he's an app to all of them. Uh, if you go on his website, you can see a lot of these old pros who were beaten up, getting healthy again. Um, you know, we take care, I like to say, we take care of the inside. He takes care of the outside. It sort of works really synergistically. He has been a, a, a big spokesman for us here, Um so I think you're going to
0: really enjoy talking to him. Yeah, I'm excited. I appreciate that. It's yeah. I want people to be curious about this interview, be curious about what you're doing because this isn't a this isn't a money grab, money making. It's a profitable business because it's your heart in it and it's very clear. And I want people to understand that that life meant is is as is as big as it is because the people, you, Jen, the people that run this place, your hearts in it in the right place, and that's really cool. And do, do well, you feel? Do you feel? Oh, this is what I was wanted to ask you earlier. Do you, knowing the failures that you've had before, moving out at fifteen, do you finally feel like, man, I, I got this right? Like I got this thing this time. You go home and say the orders are very. The waters are a lot calmer than they've ever been. <laughs> right.
1: But I, I never. Right. I never think I have anything. Right, sure. you never know what tomorrow is we deal with a pandemic every day right. you know I have our front desk girls and some of our aesthetic girls I don't know where they're going on the weekends what's going to happen on Monday you yeah. know are we going to have to shut down part you know it's just a, a true navigation all the time but the point you're making about where I am internally at peace yeah. to Bear, I feel really really at peace I love what I do Hey, I don't ever take it. You know, I'm here six days a week. I'd be here on Sunday, but we're not open. Right. You know, um, I just feel like we're doing something. And and you were talking about profitability. And one of the things that I was adamant about in the beginning was this is about taking care of people yep. and getting them healthy and getting them treated. Profits come whenever they come. If we do, and I mean, we have an eighty-five percent. You uh, know, retention. I got patients from eight years ago that still come to us. Generally, the only time a patient stops is job loss, divorce, something that's catastrophic, that financially, and look, we've helped a lot of people and treated people for a while and not charged them till they got back on their feet. We want to take care of our patients. It's, yeah. I told you, you, you come in, you see my doors open. I literally am in the front. Yeah. You know, anybody can come in and talk. Anytime they want and ask any questions. I want it to be a place where people want to be and get healthy. Yeah, I love that. So, where can people find out more information about Life Med? Easiest place to go, we have a phenomenal website. Uh, it's lifemedinstitute.com. Or, and what are my levels? Yeah, w h a t a r e m y l e v e l s.com.
0: What are my levels?com.
1: Um, there are some great video tours that we just had done um, that'll take you through when you go on the website. You can re- really get a chance to get a tour of the whole facility. Um, there's a lot of information on there about all our products and what we do.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. Well, it's definitely been a it's definitely been a game changer in my life. And again, this isn't a this wasn't a Kent wanted to come on here. I, this is me wanting you on to thank you for. Uh- for giving me something that I didn't know was possible to get back, which is strange for your mid thirties. But thank you, man. I'm just really grateful for you guys. No, no, I,
1: I appreciate it. Look, we're just, if I can help, if I can help anybody, if this conversation helps anybody in the path that they're heading down, yep. I'm glad I could help. I'm not normally a guy who, Talks and does this kind of stuff. It's <laughs> taking me three
0: months to get you on here. <laughs> I did. I did cancel a bunch of times. You got well. Listen, I'm persevering, man. I'm t- i go three years to get to get you on here. That's all right. The end result is all that matters, right? That's very true. And by the way, for people listening, if you're thinking, "Well, I'm not in Baltimore. How do I do this?" I have friends all over the world, actually, that I've introduced to Life Med who are not. Not everybody gets the same thing. It's it, it's it's per you. It's whatever you need. Get your levels tested. Understand what your blood is doing. Understand what your heart's doing. Your gut's doing. And then, and then they dial the product in and a plan in for you. That's it. It's the best part. It's all about. You. I'm glad you. Brought, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because,
1: and I don't really push it that hard. But we customize everything to each individual person who comes in. That's yep. why we don't rush you out in ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah. Right. You know, you said we've tweaked your stuff on numerous occasions. It's
0: always yeah. an evolving process. Yeah, you're doing a great thing, man. And I, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you and Jen and the rest of the staff are doing. Thanks for being on here and, and just and giving all of our listeners so much gold. Hey, man, thanks for the time. My pleasure. So, well, listeners, See you next Tuesday. T- I'll see you on Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> listeners, <laughs> um, uh as we wrap up here, I just want to thank you for listening and downloading and rating and reviewing the, the podcast. And we, we obviously couldn't do this without you. And and as we continue to bring in high-level guests and Meredith and I talking about our marriage and our business and Aaron and I talking about our Front runner and our coaching events, it is just, it's so rewarding to hear from you. So let us know what you're thinking about the podcast and keep reviewing and rating. You can go to mentalpurposepodcast.com or ianloboss.com to find out more about Kent, Life Men Institute and all the stuff that they're doing, or you can go to whataremylevels.com. Listen, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Men on Purpose podcast, where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests are becoming a man on purpose, visit menonpurposepodcast.com and choose your most purposeful path forward.